Hello, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of In Between the Stitches. As always, I'm your host, Brady Wilson. And uh, as we watch Josh Spores give up a two-run home run here, so we do have the Rangers are playing baseball right now. <clears throat> and it is on TV, so uh, it's on the Dodgers, uh, the Sportsnet. So uh, literally, like, right as I said, hello, everybody, like, he swung. And, of course, we both <laughs> looked like, oh, boy, that's that's out. Um, so it's 2 nothing Dodgers, top of the fifth. Hey, Spores won us a World Series. I think we can... I think we can excuse this. It was just a like a fastball that just got hit. Yeah. Um, I guess but, what? It's spring training. It's okay. It's spring training. Oh, that was a freaking rocket, dude. That he 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 definitely got all of that one. Anyway, uh, and no, I don't know who hit it because I don't know his name. <laughs> it is not someone I recognize. Uh, pages. I don't know the Dodgers depth chart enough to know who that is. Uh, sorry to my Dodgers fans, but. To other sports, as we do have this on, so there may be a chance if something crazy happens, we may go, "Oh, hey!" <laughs> um, the Dallas Stars. Start with them. They did not have a great night last night. Five to one, got clobbered by Colorado. Just, just unfortunate. You know, I remember I looked up. I think it was one nothing to start, and I looked up. Oh, Colorado's either that or one one. I'm like, okay, we're. And then I look up again. It's like four to one. Yeah. Like, oh boy. Well, it just was not our night, and and you know that happens. Uh, they're on a two-game losing streak. Lost to the Islanders and the Abs. He said they're 35-17-9, and second central, third in the West. They face Winnipeg at 7 p.m. tomorrow at home to close out. This, again, we talked about this coming into the month. Is Obviously, tomorrow is the leap year day. So, you know, we, 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 we talked about this coming into the month. that They're going to have some problems potentially this month because of the fact that they had so many road games. And, you know, they didn't look – They, it hasn't been the best of months, you know. I mean, you lost four in a row, and then you beat Carolina, and then you lost – you know, you've lost two in a row. So you have not had the best string. You started out okay. You started out three and one, and then four and one, actually, and then that big losing streak. So, you know, it happens. I believe that next month we do have a few more home games. I see a little more green on yeah. there, uh, including five straight home games. Uh, between March's, March 12th to March 22nd. So, hey, I, that that feels, you know, I, I, I like our odds in that. So they just need to keep playing pocket. I mean, you know, they just need to keep playing. I mean, they're not playing well right now, but I think, you know. We knew we knew this was a brutal month coming into it. they've had and, some injuries, too. Yeah. They've had some guys to be out. Um, I saw Stankoven, you know. Two goals. Two goals. Yeah. Andy Pages, that's right. Okay, well, whoever, whatever. <laughs> Who cares? <laughs> Um, no, but I think that, you know, we've had some injuries, had some, had some ups and some downs this month. And I think getting to March will be important to, you know, having, finishing out the rest of the season strong. Yeah. Going to have to. Yeah. They're going to have to. Now the Mavs. And by the way, when they, when they get to the playoffs, I feel pretty strongly that we're probably going to be top four seeds. So I, you know, be home field a few times at least. Home ice. Oh, have you, just a quick (laughs) baseball tangent. So, you know, um, they've, last year they did the storylines. Uh, with with the Negro Leagues, and they had, you know, uh, Bob Kendrick, the president of the Negro League Museum, wonderful baseball guy. Like, he's just so much fun to listen to. I could listen to him talk for hours about the stories he has. And so this year, they're doing, like, season two with, like, Josh Gibson and a couple others, and, and th- this, so that they have, like, a commemorative copy, and it's, like, newspaper-themed. Yeah, it's like it looks really, really, really cool. Really cool. Like, I may get the physical copy just for that. I think it looks really cool. Yeah, I'm excited to get the game. <clears throat> anyway... This is not a video game podcast. To the Mavs. <laughs> what a heartbreaker. Heartbreaker. I mean, there's luck 
it was just really bad luck last night when you lost to a half court three. Yeah. Just what are you gonna do? Nothing you can do about it. And Nothing. it was you know, Max Strews, you know, give him all the credit in the world. He went six for six in three minutes of play at the end of the fourth quarter. Yeah, because I was listening on the I was listening to uh the get right. And they were like, oh, Mavs are up like seven with like five minutes to go or something like it that. Was, like, it hey, was, we're up it was 10 with three minutes or four minutes. And I don't know where they hit two shots in a row. They get a couple stops and, and they do not miss. And a lot of stuff went their way. There was, you know, I don't, I don't like to blame officiating a lot when it, when it comes to when we lose. But last night was really, really bad. There was a lot of, you know, points taken off the board or five points from Kyrie and two plays. An offensive foul when a Cavalier, I forget who it was, was grabbing his arm and they called an offensive foul, a hook on Kyrie, and he made the layup. And then there was a, a play where he had a continuation layup, which was clearly an and one, and they called it on the floor. And then they reviewed it for a clear path foul. And that was also not, it was not, that was not confirmed. So it was just a basic foul and we ended up not scoring off the play. Basically just a lot of fluky stuff. Just a lot, just yeah. Very unfortunate. Didn't loss. go our way. And then unfortunately losing the way that we did in a game that we needed to win versus a really, really good team. You know, people seem, seem to forget that Cavaliers are second in the Eastern Conference. Yeah. They're a very good team. They won not too long ago, 17 out of 19 games. I think, I think people are just, if you didn't watch them in the late 80s and early 90s, then you don't think of the Cavs as a winning franchase if they don't have LeBron. Exactly. Right. So just some people don't realize that, yeah. you know, which is very fair because other than that time in the late 80s, early 90s, and did he catch that? No, he didn't. No, okay. Ezekiel okay. uh, Duran with what looks like a triple. Yeah. Triple of the gap. And oh, Lo- those love to uni- see that. Oh, those uniforms look so bad. Ours on the front don't look as bad, but the the names, they yeah. look like they decreased the font size a couple and it just looks bad. Anyway, Mavs. Yeah, we'll get to that. Um, Sorry. No, no, no. no, no listen, we're, we're watching the we're watching we're, our team. We're watching. We, we got to talk about it. But um, the first time we, I think we've, we've watched Rangers baseball yeah. since. Uh, Chase, what happened? I, I, can't, I can't remember, but we'll get to that. Yeah. Mavs, just a lot of just nothing went your way, I think, last night. And that happens. You're going to have games like that. It's unfortunate. Thankfully, it happened to a good team. So you can go, oh, well, the, yeah, you say, well, it, it happened to, like you said, the Cavs are a good team. And, nice. and a wild pitch, and Duran scores. Um, that could have been a pass ball. I didn't see if wild it was pitch. catcher's fault. It was a wild pitch. Yeah, okay, it looked so, like it. So pitcher's fault. Then. Um, so... <sighs> You're going to have that. If it was against the Pistons, yeah, you're a little more pissed because— you don't want to be in that situation anyway. You lost to right. the freaking Pistons, and they're having their own stuff with Coach and just— yeah. com- just It's very dysfunctional right now. It just feels like every time I see Detroit Pistons pop up on my phone, it's it's someone's pissed off about something. They, they, they have gotten really unlucky. You know, they're, they're, their losses—they should not be the worst record in the league. Uh, I think the Wizards are a worse team. But anyways, yeah. unfortunate loss for the Mavericks. Um, we got to bounce back. We have a game today. Uh, happy birthday, Luca! Yes, sir. He is a big, whopping 25 years old. He's still qualified <laughs> for the 25 and under yeah, list. Unbelievable that he's done all this. Like I looked at the comment section of NBA's post this morning, and they posted for his birthday. And everybody's like, so you're telling me he was doing this all before turning 25 years old? And when you think about it, it is, it's, it's unbelievable. You can debate him as a Hall of Famer already, even without all the accolades. Before he even turned 25 years old. Yeah, it's, it's, but it's so impossible. He has really just been special. I think, you know, it's hard to say he'll go down as the best player in franchise history. His entire career here. Got to win one. 
He's got to win one because if he doesn't win one, Dirk will the championship. He'll have the argument. He won a championship. So, so he's got to win one. He's got to win one. So we'll see. We we will see with the Mavericks. But I I think they're playing. They've looked better. They look really. They've good. looked more confident. They've looked more. They just look like they they don't look like they're insecure about their ability to win basketball games anymore. The key is health, and as I mentioned, health. Dante Exum probable tonight, so there should be no. He's had a career resurgence with us. I know he yeah. went to. He was somewhere overseas. Say, I know he was either Europe or. Yeah, or... he was somewhere overseas, and uh, Maz gave him a chance, and he's looked really, really, really good. And I'm excited to have him back. You know, not only for that, you know, third option on the floor when it comes to scoring, he's a really good defender, and he's going to have that yeah. defensive presence out there and really take. You know. Hardaway's been on, you know, been in a slump and he's been really struggling. So he'll take some minutes off the floor from Hardaway, which is nice. And you know, there's nobody I think on the injury report for tonight. I think everybody's good to go. And this is a team where you got to win because you really don't want to lose to Toronto. Not that they're a terrible team, but you have a day off tomorrow and then you go to Boston on Friday, right? And that'll be a tough one. And you're not going to be you're not going to be expected to win. So you don't want to have you know you don't want to have a three game losing streak going into Boston. No. So you really got to find a way to win this game and shake off what happened last night and, you know, go from there. But it's all one game at a time. Everybody's still extremely close in the standings. One loss hopefully won't, you know, determine your season and, you know, bounce back tonight. I believe 630, 6 o'clock, right. 6 o'clock game uh, time? 630, yes. 630? And to, you know, oh, I just had a thought and it just escaped me. Oh, to end it here on a good note, that Suns game was a lot of fun because yeah. that was oh, what the, we were talking about. Was that the night? Yeah, that was, was that last Wednesday? That was last Wednesday. We were, it was the next night was the Phoenix game. Okay. So I definitely wanted to, at least, you know, so we can end on something happier for the Mavs. 123 to 113. Really just, the, I think they looked like a really, really good team against a good Suns team. Yeah, it's a great Suns team. And that was, that led to the seven game win streak. Yeah, that was, that was, that was, that was the capper. Mm -hmm. But I think that, Again, they looked. It it happens. This is basketball and hockey are a little bit on the weirder side because baseball is 162 games. Right. right? Everyone's gonna lose. Everyone's gonna win. Everyone's when when you lose to the A's, it happens. Eh, it happens. It. I was there when we. I was there for a game we lost yeah, to the A's. It happens. Like it just it happens. You're gonna lose games, right? It's how you can't get too high, too low. Um, football, there's 17 games, so each one definitely means a lot more. But basketball and hockey have the weird medium where the games mean something, but you know you're going to lose 20, 30, 40 games, but they still feel really important. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Like, it just kind of feels like a weird, but... Like, right now in the Mavs, you know, we got 25 games left. 25? Okay. Now, you got to win. You got to win. Yeah, this is... This you got to win. Yeah, you have to start winning games. That's why the, I think the unluckiness really hurts. Yeah, and just because and that scenario that happened last night where a player goes six for six in three minutes and hits a 60-footer to win the game, that's a once-in-a-few-seasons unlucky, you know, type yeah. scenario. So you got to just find a way to shake it off. You know, I'm sure, you know, kid and the players were talking, you know, you got to just move. You know, that's something you just got to move on from and not think about it and just go on to the next. Right. Like you said, it was just really, really unreliable. Reliable Jankowski. El Blondie with a single. So now it is two to two, unless that runner on third was a runner on second. No, it's two to two. So Janko drives in uh, a run there. It's two to two, bottom of the fifth. 
Um, we had a play earlier where uh, Gavin Lux just freaking threw a sinker to the first baseman and yeah. went to the <laughs> went, went, went to the dugout. Um, so hey, Rangers are coming back here, and I wanted to say, Chase, if you look right behind the catcher and umpire there. There, there, there's a bit of a glare, but I think that says World Series champion. I, I, I see it. I see it. And, uh, you know, I think, but a, last thing on the Mavericks, it is a once in a fluky thing, and they happen. So mm-hmm. you just regroup, move on. Hey, we, we win games. And what you, the last thing you want, though, is and what you hope does not happen is, you know, it comes down to one game, and that was the game you right. could have won. Because, right. I mean, the Rangers, they lost one more game. They don't make the playoffs. And then we're gonna make the playoffs because yeah. the Mariners has it. Ha, ha, the Mariners have it over. So it's one of those like mm-hmm. when you rewatch those games, when people say this, and it really, I don't know if it bugs you as a basketball fan because I don't know if they say this to basketball fans. They say to baseball fans, oh well, those games in April they don't really matter. Yeah, they do. The games in baseball matter in hindsight. So what I implore people to do is take that feeling of okay, this is probably gonna matter in a couple months. This game. And just think about it in like a future tense, like you know what I mean. I mean, the games where Degrom pitched, they six mattered, games. and he won, and we won all six. We were six and zero in games that Jacob Degrom started, right? Those, and that he, matters. And he won two. He was two and zero. So people say, yeah. well, he didn't contribute. Yeah, he did. He did. Every single when when you're a team now, if you're a team like the Orioles, you won 101 games. Even then, you still only won the division by two games. Right. If you don't win the division, everything changes. Right. So it's just everything happens for a reason in a season. Hopefully the Mavs don't take it to heart, but we'll, we'll just have to see how they rebound. Just bounce back tonight. Tonight, yeah. And then on see the if road. he can shock the world in Boston, where they've only lost, I believe, one or two games. And Elliot Hernandez, oh, he caught it. I thought it was getting yeah, down. It was, it, was, it, was, it was a good hit. Anyway, as we've been saying, there's a glare somewhere on that TV there, and it says the Rangers are World Series champions. And again, we will not be uh, letting folks forget that. Um, is there anything else in basketball you wanted to get to? No, no, no significant injuries, trade. No, trades are obviously over. Signings. No, no, I mean, nothing. no, just got to win. All right. Yeah. And again, so Rangers spring training, I think we're third or fourth in Cactus League because you know it matters so much if we win these Cactus League games. Yeah, it matters. Um, Asher think we're last in the Grapefruit League, by the way. And they were like one in four last time I checked. <laughs> Just oh no, it's glorious. Anyway, they even lose in spring training. Um, no, but for the Rangers, there hasn't been much news. I mean, people are overreacting a little bit to Wyatt Langford not hitting eight home runs in his first eight at batch, whatever. And then it's spring training. He's not in full season form yet. He's still getting back in, you know, that baseball shape. Hitters take two to three weeks to get back on game speed, and then they're fine. Right, so I mean that—that's why when the people tried to bring up the whole, oh, the players were rusty in the playoffs, it really bothered me because these guys go several months and then only need two to three weeks. So you can't tell me that you know going less than a week would really affect them. Anyway, maybe affect some players, but stay on time. You know, keep working out. But I think, and of course, MLB Network's doing their thirty teams in thirty days. I don't know if they're on the Rangers yet. I think they do like the World Series champion last. So I'll just tell you, it, it'll definitely be a lot of fun to watch because they'll be bringing it up every single time they interview a player. Um, you know, well, you guys won the World Series. How does it feel? It was, you know, well, I'm sure it feels great. But um, and so <laughs> uh, if you've seen on YouTube, the Rangers are putting out an all access thing similar to kind of a mini hard knocks type have, of thing. Yes. 
And so the first one was out, and it was really cool. You know, Chris Young was talking about the standard, and and for people, I saw some people saying, "Well, they're talking about winning, but they won't sign. They won't re-sign Montgomery." Do I? I want people to realize this if they don't already do. We're over the luxury tax already. Like we're, it's not like a, we're pushing up. No, we're over it. And the more years you go over it consecutively, the more they start taking away. They'll start taking away draft picks. They'll find like there's a lot of things to pay for going over. And so I, they just don't really want to unless now I still think that Montgomery, he sounds like he really wants to come back. And the Rangers are just like, I mean, why wouldn't you want to come back? He, he strikes me as the type of guy that wants to, you know, run it back and try to win one. I texted you when Bellinger signed. I think you, were at, you asked me, like, you know, hey, would this. Yeah, know, I get the idea. Pitch the idea is like, does he get like four for 100 or two no, for 50? Or I what expect two or three with an opt out after the first year. Probably. Because that's what I think frustrates me about this whole thing is, okay, if you're Montgomery or you're Boris, take a shorter-term deal with a, a and say, I will take less money, but I want an opt-out after the first year. So that way, if you have another great year, come back and finish you next year. Mm-hmm. Like, it it bothers me that, 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 and if you don't want to, don't opt-out. It's your choice to opt-out. Then you have all that money. So I, I don't know. I, I think it will, you know, dominoes will fall, but Matt Chapman, unsigned. Blake Snell, unsigned. There's still a few others, I think, past these guys that are not signed. It mm-hmm. just is, I don't know if this is the owners doing a preemptive strike on the players because the CBA is coming up. There's always a CBA coming right. up. But because last CBA and, and my dad um, has has voiced his concerns to me, about potential strike or lockout that costs season games, if not a full freaking season. I don't know if it's going to be that bad, but there's definitely a lot, a lot more animosity than normal, you know. And so that that does worry me a little bit. But we, we we'll see. I think you know Bellinger signing that three year deal. I think that I didn't see there was any opt outs. I assume there were opt outs. I didn't. I don't remember the report. Um, but I mean. Yes, it, it should mean the other guy signed, but I don't know. Well, and again, you can't, it's hard to pin this. Well, it's Blake Snell dragging his feet or it's Boris dragging his feet. I would prefer to say it's Boris because I don't like him. But <laughs> it, it, it's, it's just, you know, we, we don't really fully know um, and we won't know, you know, until maybe like the post documentary about the time Boris held up for agency. I don't know. But, you know, Langford not having a great spring game. He's getting back in shape. That doesn't bother me. Josh Young, he'll be fine. Same thing with Seager, just not worried. Um, you know, but people always overreact to spring training. That's just kind of what people do. And uh, so this is, you know, you kind of know who's going to be on the roster. I think what's inter- the interesting thing you're going to watch is Brock Burke is our top lefty coming out of the bullpen. Do you know who the next guy after that is? Lefty? Yeah. So there's two names that are kind of like be fighting for that second spot. Is it Lats? No, it's well, okay, okay. You can throw Lats in there, but Blake Taylor and Chase and Shreve. Yeah. <laughs> and then Jake Lats. I mean, I mean, Shreve has been okay, but you didn't re-sign Chapman, so there you go. You're and you don't have Will Smith. So Bradford Bradford in the pen. Then. Bradford's gonna be probably in the rotation if they don't re-sign Montgomery. Yeah. So I mean that's the thing, is you are gonna be thin at lefty 
um, in relievers unless you want to go less talent but lefty, which is possible. Not that Shreve and, and Taylor and Lats are bad pitchers. They're just not, you know. They're gone. That's not gone. Nice catch. Nice <laughs> catch. Couldn't tell you who that was. I can't I can't see his name. I don't know all their faces. It's definitely a minor league guy. Yeah. I just can't see who that is. I will get that for everybody. He made a really nice catch. Left fielder going back. He kinda of, he lost it in the sun because then he had to really arc backwards. What's his last name? Turn. Oh, it's Dustin Harris. Oh, okay. Dang, kid can play outfield. I know he's a first baseman, but another trying to get him outfield work because well, we kind of have a first baseman. Anyway. Yeah, don't overreact to spring training. That's what I want everyone to know. Don't overreact. It's spring training. It's still February, right? As we get closer, we'll you know you'll see roster cut downs and you'll see guys getting sent to you know minor league camp and that and that happens. Jack Leiter's look good though, and apparently he's I don't know if he's always had this uh, repertoire. I don't know that word. I hate that word, <laughs> but it it he's apparently was doing a sinker and a cutter. Okay. I didn't know he had a cutter. I thought he was fastball, you know, curveball changeup. I guess maybe he had a cutter, but apparently he's throwing a sinker as well. I think. So what does he have a five pitch mix? Maybe. I mean, it's and he was sitting top, you know, upper nineties, and they were saying he looks good. So he got an aggressive assignment, and it just hasn't worked out as beautiful as maybe you would like it to, and that happens. Mm-hmm. So maybe this year, I mean, Cole Wynn has just hit a roadblock. I don't know what's happened to Cole Wynn, but he's just—we cannot develop pitchers. No. <laughs> There's a reason why Nathan Evaldi, Montgomery, Scherzer, Gray, Heaney, Dunning wasn't even developed in our system. We well, traded Dunning was for White him. Sox, right? Yeah. yeah. I mean, he 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 was coming off Tommy John. We traded for him. He was a prospect. Um, so he did appear in our top 30 prospect list for like a half season, but it, we just cannot develop pitchers. We just cannot develop pitchers. It is a it is a plague. It is a plague. Um, but there's really not much else with the Rangers. I mean, and there's not much else with baseball. I mean, Yamamoto made his first uh, appearance today. Two innings, 19 pitches, real freaking efficient. Uh, I think Evan Carter had the only hit off of him. Mm-hmm. Uh, Otani hit a home run yesterday. Simeon goes back-to-back with the Diamondbacks. <laughs> uh, his last at-bat of the season hits it, and I think his first at-bat of the Diamondbacks hit, yep. hits another home run. So... He likes playing Arizona, which is A-OK with me. Um, Thinking about another Dallas sports guy owning as an Arizona sports guy. (laughs) Anything come to mind? Well, yeah, maybe maybe one or maybe a few. Maybe Luka Doncic, you know. But I don't hate hate the Diamondbacks. No, of course not. I don't like the Suns. No, yeah. I I don't like the Suns. But, like, the Diamondbacks... Most of the fans I saw online were like, "Hey, congratulations!" Yeah, you know, no, I have nothing, because, yeah, nothing against them. <laughs> when they won, and of course, uh, you were born in '01, mm-hmm. right? So you were a late, but yeah, were you alive for the Diamondbacks win? No, so you weren't alive for the Diamondbacks win. Month later, yes, neither was I. <laughs> and uh, but I asked my dad about it, and he and he was like, he was rooting for them over the Yankees because he's not going for the Yankees. Um, even in 2001, yeah. but I mean, hey, you're not going to for the Yankees. And then uh, the, the Diamondbacks, he, I remember he was like, I don't want to really want, he is, I don't really want to root for Arizona because they don't deserve this. I've been a fan, my team has been here since the 70s and we ain't won jack crap and they get to waltz in here as an expansion team and win one? No, because he says anything for the Marlins. Um, I gotta say, Lats has a great breaking ball. Lats, well, it's, it's, it's that, it's that, 
uh, arm angle. Yeah. He's throwing it at. He's he's really wide, and so yeah, it definitely creates a little deception. He's tall. Mm-hmm. He's a really tall guy. Yeah. Um, especially the lefties though, that is nasty. Mm. But he's got he almost has a Montgomery angle, which causes it to. I don't know if it's like a slurve or just a slider. That it's something. It's, it's... But Yamamoto looks really good. Mm-hmm. I mean, here it is: two innings, one hit, no runs, no run runs, three Ks, no walks, nineteen pitches. Was just the only hit was Evan Carter. Just was uh, pretty nasty. But again, it's it's uh, it's February, so we'll we will see what happens when we get to the when we get to the regular season. Um, I think next week I'm gonna bring the journal that I had that I did my you know award predictions and stuff like that, and we're gonna review it. Okay. And then we'll eventually make new ones as we get closer. Yeah, to the season. we definitely want to make some season predictions for records for each division. I think the Rangers are gonna have a better season. <laughs> Would you have us at 15? I think I had us at what what last what last year mm-hmm. I had us at 86 wins. Oh, I just remember like out of your top. Oh, teams. You had yeah, I like had them like, like 12, 15, 16, yeah. somewhere in there. I had us above average, above, you know, the 16, or above 15, I think. I think I had us at 15, right? I was right in the middle. I had us at 86 wins, and I I will go and clip the audio and put it on no, here. No, I, right? I, I, I think, remember. I can vouch for you. No, I think I said, I think we could go over 90 if everything goes right. But I was seeing 86 with injuries, and uh, we hit 90, you know, with injuries. <laughs> Last thing on the Rangers, I think people are— Undervaluing us, and I don't, I don't know, I don't see this as much. I, I don't understand it, right? People are saying, "Well, the Rangers, you know, they're not picking us to repeat," which is fine. You don't have to pick us to repeat. When was the last time it happened? Ninety-eight Yankees. Yeah, right. Uh, Two thousand. Oh, that was nine. Okay. Um, when they won, and when they when they, when they repeated. Yes, yeah, so you, sh- you shouldn't predict. Ninety-eight, you shouldn't, 99, bet on a team that, you shouldn't bet on a team to repeat. I mean, it's not likely. No, that was the last time a team repeated. I yeah, it was the Yankees for two thousand. So I'm not saying you should bet us to repeat, but people are like, well, they're not the best. People are still, to quote Roddy Dangerfield here, I we 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 ain't get no respect. We ain't get no respect. We, we, they're still saying we're the third best team in the division. Yeah, so, I've, I've seen. I was just about to say I saw Trevor May. If you know who that is, yeah, well, I love Trevor May. Yeah, yeah. Um, you know, A's closer last year. He has us third in the division. A lot of people are you know on him about the the disrespect, but I mean. If you look at the teams, you know, that are there, the Mariners and the Astros, you know, they they very well could finish above us. I'm not saying they can't. I just think that we are number one and number two. At least they're not putting us fourth behind the Angels anymore. Yeah. At least people have smartened up to that. Well, in my prediction, I want to put A's at four and Angels at five. <laughs> I actually think that the, Angel, the A's have more talent. You really think that? Mm-hmm. I'm not going to, like, I'm not saying that you're Outside wrong. Outside of Trout, I think the A's have more talent. No, I'm going to respect. Respectfully disagree, just because I think that's fair. I think uh, they also have a great manager too. I love Wash. Oh, oh okay. The most I, think they've, I think they have a good manager. Yeah. I, I mean, I, okay. I like Mark Kotze. Yeah. I think he's done a hell of a job <clears throat> with the situation he's been given, which is just, dude. Just, I mean, he doesn't have solid a job. talent, but AAA players as well. Yeah, yeah, I mean, he has. They have a they have a, they have a AAA team in a lot of aspects. And yeah. The Angels, I think the Angels are better because they have more prospects that are like like Neto and and, and Ohapi. That are, you know, burgeoning on the surface. I just saw a lot, I just saw a lot of promise um, out of a few A's players last year. I love Ruiz. Yeah, Ruiz um, is great. Who who is the first baseman for the Angels that like they drafted and then he came up to the majors? Cannot was he with them last year? Yeah, I cannot remember his name. If you're basically saying you know who I'm talking about, um, not he, Neto. He, no, uh, he looked good last year. So they had some guys that looked really good. I think they're a sixty-five, seventy win. Trey Cabbage. No, I'll, I'll look it up, but. They have Detmers, they have Sandoval, 
Um, they have Tyler Anderson. So they have, they're not a bad team. They're just not a very good team. And I think they finally have a good manager. I, I just, I did not think Phil Nevin was all that good of a manager personally. And I, I guess I was vindicated for that. <laughs> um, just a dysfunctional team. Moreno is an awful owner. Could be blinded. Worst. Could be blinded by just having Otani. He's one of the worst owners in baseball. If probably, if he probably is the worst owner in baseball. Um, uh, I got it here. <laughs> da, 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 da. No, uh, Chanuel. Nolan Chanuel. How about that inning from Lats? <clears throat> that was the guy I'm thinking of. But they got Renhifo, Neto, Brandon Drury. Um, they signed Aaron Hicks, Mickey Moniak, Taylor Ward. They got some hitters. Okay. And their pitchers aren't awful. They're just. You know, Griffin Canning and Tyler Anderson, Detmers. They're not outstanding, but they're not like, holy crap, this is just the crap. They're probably a 70-win team. Probably. Somewhere in there. Right? And, and if the uh, Antichrist of—no, no, no. The Antichrist of baseball uh, is Scott Boris. Um, <laughs> no, 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 no. Uh, the, the guy who doesn't like baseball. I don't, I'm, I'll come up with a good nickname for Anthony Rendon. I'll come up with a good one for him, I promise. <laughs> yeah. Um, do you see his comments? Yes. I, and again, I actually don't mind the, I put my family in faith before baseball, because that's understandable. I think if you polled players, I think a majority of them would say, I prioritize my family and my you know faith, at least on the level of baseball or more, because you should. That's fine. I'm not going to argue that you you shouldn't. However, the part of the quote that irked me wasn't even that one. It was just that baseball is not a priority. Right. If you were to say, I put my faith first, family second, baseball third, but I love baseball, I love what I do, then that's that I can live with that. That you know, it, it is a job. You do love it, but you're you know, baseball is only going to be here for so many years after that, yeah, family and all that. But it was the fact that he said baseball is not even a priority, it's just a job. I don't like it. That's a problem because that you're not you should gonna, cut him right there. You're but they still gotta pay him. Yeah. It I mean you're not going to go above and beyond. And, you know, some of his former teammates have been calling him out. Like, I know uh, Jonathan Papelbon, had, and again, trust the source. It's Jonathan Papelbon, so <laughs> who knows. But he was saying that he has all the talent in the world, could be one of the best players in baseball, but he doesn't care, doesn't want to work at it. And he, you know, it feels like that with, with uh, Anthony Rendon. But the Angels are just dysfunctional. They've just got a lot of problems right now. And, you know, unfortunately, there's... I don't want to say you got to wait for the owner to die, but he's not he's not going to sell the team. Right. So unless he becomes mentally incompetent and his kids take over, or whoever his heir is, I don't know who I don't hmm. I, I, maybe his kids. I'm not sure. What? Oh, I'm just thinking about an owner not selling a team. Yeah, it's just frustrating. Sure, Cowboys owners <laughs> owners ruin sports. I I fully believe owners have always. Oh, what was it? The great Buck O'Neill once said. Uh, <laughs> baseball, it was someone, I think it was Buck, but I could be wrong. Someone said, um, baseball must be a great sport because the owners haven't managed to kill it yet. <laughs> and I just, I'm like, well, that's, holy crap, is is that true? Owners have been trying to kill this sport for, well, for almost, not, not almost 200, what, 160 years somewhere? Yeah, 160 years, 150 years. So, anyway, just... Rangers, not much else. Spring training, stuff like that. But we're going to move to football. It's the offseason. And, uh, you know, for the Cowboys, I think the, the biggest news for us was was definitely uh, Diggs and Overshone will be ready for, for I said spring training, for summer training, right. for, for training camp. And they 
may not be on, may not need to go on the pup list, which is really nice. You know, it just means that they'll be fully ready to go. And that's kind of the I, I've always thought this: if you're gonna get a torn ACL to a player, please get it in the first six weeks, because in that way you'll probably be ready for <clears throat> you know the season. As that looks like Harris again gets a, a nice single there right field. Um, he's a, he's a really good prospect, mm-hmm. and you know where we got him? So he was from the A's. He was the Mike Miner trade. No, yes, wait, yes, he was Mike Miner, I believe. I know we didn't trade him to the A's. But I think hey, it was a like Jared Walsh. Oh yeah, I forgot we signed him. Yep. I like Jared Walsh. I think he's a good player. Um, you know he had a he had a really nice season a couple years ago, and is just oh yeah. He's just he's he's gone through some I don't want to say weird problems, but he's got he's gone through some weird problems. You know, that are off the field things. And that's, you know, hey, hopefully he can uh, get back on track with us. I'd be fine if he was a potentially a DH. He's a DH option for us. Mm-hmm. Uh, back up first baseman. And he could make the roster. But with uh, football, you know, I'm trying to see here. Yeah, it was. It was Rangers traded uh, Mike Miner to the A's. And we got Marcus Smith, who hasn't played for us, and Dustin Harris. So I mean, hey, that's cool. That's what we got for Mike Miner. I will gladly take you know <laughs> with that for Mike Miner. Anyway, so they're gonna be ready. <clears throat> they're gonna be ready for training camp, which is really nice to see. Um, you know, people are wanting linebacker. Well, you're gonna have one. And knowing how the oh, and we had a major <laughs> league moment here as uh, second baseman didn't find the ball, and it falls in the Bermuda Triangle there in uh, right center field. That was interesting. That was actually really <laughs> Once funny. I saw him moving back like that, I knew it was going to drop. Well, it's, it's sunny and, you know, maybe the wind. I, I don't know how it is right there in, in Arizona. But anyway, you know, people are wanting linebacker and knowing how the Jones boys like to think, they like to think of in, injured players returning as an addition, which is fair, but that doesn't mean you shouldn't do other stuff. So they're going to look at that as, well, we don't need to draft a linebacker because we have Overshone coming back. Probably should still draft a linebacker, but it, not my decision, unfortunately. Um, I, you know, hey, Diggs, hopefully Diggs doesn't have much of a curve coming back. Right, and people got to realize, especially Cowboy fans, they got to give him some time. You can't just expect Diggs to be Diggs week one. Terrence Steele took almost a full year to get fully back from the ACL, and even then he still hasn't really been all that as, right. as good as he was before the ACL injury. People, I think because ACLs happen so often in all sports, it's so pervasive, that people just think, oh, you're out for a year, you come back, and you're fine. People just know how good Diggs is, and you know, there's going to be people out there that are expecting to be that you know, all pro from the go. And some people, some guys, they can come back from, yeah, from, from, from sure. injuries, and they're better. Some guys come back, they're just as good. And some guys come back, and they're worse. Mm-hmm. It happens. You can't predict these things. So you're hoping that Diggs will be back full, you know, full ready to go, and you're hoping that, you know, Overshone, because Overshone makes his money— mm-hmm. As you know, double play. Uh, Overshone makes his money on his speed. His yeah. sideline, sideline. So you're hoping that doesn't affect him because you you don't want another Jalen Smith situation. No, a guy. Uh, you know, I'm not saying he's not smart because Smith was smart, but not. He didn't know he had awful angles for his tackles. But we'll see. Um, hopefully, they come back fully healthy and ready to go, and they don't lose too much of a step coming back. And then I think you know the only thing for the Cowboys. Um, besides, obviously, we could sit here and talk about, well, what are we going to do with the 24th pick and do a bunch of mocks and stuff. But the other big news, Stephen Jones did a presser or did a, you know, a media day appearance and was 
you know, talk talked about some stuff, and they really like Mozzie. And I think this really should show people, okay, Jerry does not run the show anymore. Steven is the head guy. He's the man in charge. Jerry is the guy that everyone thinks. I, I really believe this now, and it's starting to become more, more clear to me, is that Steven runs it. Jerry probably still has to say yay or nay. Mm-hmm. But Steven's the one actually making it. And Jerry just kind of says, whatever you decide, you do it. Like, don't even, you don't, you don't have to look at me. I don't know. Jerry's ego's pretty large, so maybe he does. Anyway, St- Steven is running the show. And I think that's worse. Because at least Jerry played, fo- I, I think Steven played football, but uh, it's just, I don't want Steven in charge. I don't want <laughs> Steven in charge. I don't think he's good. He, I don't. I don't, because he he believes that you have to, at least Jerry used trades and free agency. Deion Sanders, right, he traded for Roy Williams, traded for Joey Galloway, Terrell Owens. Jerry liked the splash moves. Steven does not. Steven does not like the splash moves. Steven would rather build to the draft and hope that he gets lucky when, you know, hit hit in on the, uh, the dumpster bin free agents. The dollar, I, I call them the Dollar General free agents. No, you're not shopping, you know, a nice store. You're shopping at Dollar General. And that's what they like to do. And and it's frustrating because you know your team is good and you're worried your owner's son, because he's a, you know, a nepotism guy, <laughs> isn't going to be able to effectively run your football team. So we'll see. I, I think Dak's going to get extended. Um, Micah, they, they, they need to do it, like, quickly. They will. It'll, I'm not worried. Um, I'm just hoping that Steven, what worries me is that there are rumors that Steven really does not know how to negotiate contracts and that Jerry has to be the guy that comes in. And cause you know, you know, Jerry takes care of his players. Right. He does. It's always taking care of the, his, his guys. And because even former players talk about this, former players, you know, love the fact that, you know, Jerry still takes care of them even after they retire. And apparently I heard, I remember who it was, but they basically insinuated that DeMarcus Lawrence got pissed off at Steven and Jerry had to come in and smooth things over for him to come back. That's a problem. Yeah, <laughs> That's a big problem. If Steven can't negotiate, then it doesn't matter if you draft well because then you, you, you're going to have to like have three straight amazing drafts where everyone's making impacts year one for the way you team build, and that's not going to happen. Yeah. It, it's not. It, 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 it may happen and it wants every... Blue moon, but it's not going to happen for you. So that worries me. It just worries me. Yeah, but you got to sign Dak. Yeah, it's just so we can free up more cap space. You know, kind of yeah. need to do that immediately. I think Gallup's Gallup's going to be Gallup is going to be their classic post June one cut, so that way you make room for your uh, draft day signings. Yeah, I, I could. Gonna be. You know, if there's a if there is a receiver on the board for our first pick, I could see us. I could see us going receiver. Well, and it went, and it went, and went, and it it went up like thirty million dollars the cap. Yeah. So you are going to have some money to play with if you want to. I don't know any free agents that. Spring. I say Derek. I say Derek Henry is my top option, and then you draft running back round three, round four. Henry's an option for you. I am a huge fan of going for uh, Grover Stewart from the Colts. Stevens tackle mm-hmm. either him or I think it's Jerron Reed. Go get a big fat guy to pair with Mozzie. If you don't, if you don't think Tavondre Sweat's going to be there at fifty-eight, there's, I like, think. there's some mocks have been late first. So Fifty-seven. I, so we'll 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 
Go, go go sign a big fat guy. All right, just go do it, please. Or give um, <clears throat> Tom Downey of, of, the, of the Cowboys report has been saying that they need to give Mozzie a Golden Corral gift card. And just like, <laughs> just here, just go, go eat. Go get back and be a big old fat guy because Zimmer's going to want that. Zimmer's going to want, because Zimmer had uh, Sheree Floyd and he had, and I cannot remember the other guy's name that he had that was really, really, really big. He likes having a big one tech. Mm-hmm. So my, my, you have a big one tech on your roster. But some idiot, I don't know if it was Quinn, I don't know if it was one of the Jones boys, I don't know if it was McCarthy, but some idiot decided to have him lose 30 pounds, which that was his best trait. Was the this fact this that, Pages guy? My God. You know, that one is... Oh, it's a triple. He's fast, though. Harris better get that ball in. Yeah, there it is. Okay, he's holding up. Another guy that I actually like on our team, Austin Pruitt, is Pruitt. Pruitt. He had mm-hmm. a good he had a good season with the A's last year. He's so he's pitching right now. I think he could be a guy that you either stash triple A or he makes the roster. It's a potential. Anyway, it just worries me. Um and then in other draft news, there really has been some it's combine. You know, combine is next week, starts next week. It starts in March. Starts next week, I believe. And um Caleb Williams isn't gonna throw. I think I saw Drake May's not gonna throw. Marvin Harrison Jr. I hate the fact that they invite these guys, and they're like, "Well, oh boy, oh no, never mind." Camera angle fooled me. Um, they invite these guys; they're not going to do anything. I think they should do this: we're going to invite <clears throat> three hundred so guys to work out, and then invite another fifty to not work out, because how there are probably a lot of receivers. Because what does Marvin Harrison Jr. need to do? Nothing. But why are you inviting him and he's taking a spot from a receiver that could be at the combine right. that maybe teams don't really know about? And hey, this guy catches. I just I don't like that he's taking a spot from sure. someone else sure. when he's not going to work out. I understand why you're not going to work out. Um, although I wish you do I wish these guys would do the forty. I'd love to see MHJ's forty. Mm-hmm. But I understand why they're not, because if you know you're, in my opinion, the best player in the draft, then why why do it? Mm-hmm. Why why do it and then you tear your ACL? Right? Why do it? You just you don't. You've seen it. combine injuries happen. You know they're usually once every two years, roughly. You get like a big one, and usually it's you know torn something because it's turf, and that's you. You don't want that. I so I understand. I see why. I know why Williams doesn't want to throw. But I don't know. Maybe it's just me. I I'm definitely someone I would I would want to work out for the teams. I'd want to show that I'm willing to do it. But a, lo- a lot of these guys do their pro day instead of you know the combine, which I understand. Right. Right. But not much else for draft news. Um, the other big one was, there's two others. Williams was talking about how he would be okay with Chicago. We'll see. <laughs> and then uh, com- Commanders and Patriots. Now, of course, this is teams throw out smoke screens. So I want to preface all of these draft news with this, and I will keep doing this, is people, and I catch Harris, people... Teams throw out smoke screens. Teams throw out, you know, hey, we really like so-and-so, but they don't. They want the team in front of them or behind them or whoever to think they want that player. That is what happens. You see this all of the time. So could this be a real report? Could it be a smoke screen? I don't know, but it's that the Patriots and Commanders are looking to trade back, which would really be interesting. And I think their logic is this. We can get a quarterback, but if we can get the Raiders to give us another first-round pick next year, more picks this year— why not? Right. You know, why not accumulate? Like, a, are you really going to be a Super Bowl contender this year? No. No. And the quarterback's not going to change that. And I think it, it could, people are already, 
oh, that's so stupid. Why is it stupid? This is what I want to ask people is, is think about team building logically. Quit thinking about it, what's going to sell tickets. Quit thinking about it. People think, oh, you have to get the quarterback. You do have to get the quarterback. I agree you have to get the QB. But if there's a better deal on the table, and not only that, but if you get the good QB, but then you protect your, what is it, you protect your mansion with a, you know, a chain-link fence. I mean, you know, if you protect the really expensive car that you have and you don't even put it in a garage, you leave it on, you leave, you leave it on the street with the, you know, doors unlocked. I mean, that's it's a problem. Mm-hmm. It doesn't matter if you have the quarterback, if you don't have the team around him. People are not seeming to understand this, that if you have the if if you put Caleb Williams on the commanders right now, he'd get killed. He'd play hero ball. It would stunt his development. I think the only guy that can play in a bad situation is Daniels. I think he's the only guy that really showed poise and the ability to not let a play breaking down make him panic. May and Williams look panicked a lot more than Daniels ever did, personally. You put May in a, in in Washington or New England, he's going to get killed. New England, he's going to die. Whoever drafts, I think Zappi should be their week one starter. Not because he's the better quarterback, but because you want to protect your young guy. Mm-hmm. So it's just people having team building, thinking this is Madden and you can control everything and you know everything's fine. And no, it's just not it. So we'll see as we get closer to draft season. I'm getting through my um I'm getting through my player evaluations. Definitely last this week I've done corners. So this is what the board looks like right now. Chase, you can see it. Mm-hmm. A lot of red. I have a key over to the side, you know, to indicate um the grade on the player. Um you know, so far have really liked all these first round guys. You really think Dallas Turner is on a first round grade? I I don't have a first round on Dallas Turner. I saw him going like top seven. Yeah, he's my he's my Tyree Wilson this year. Okay. Where it's a guy that everyone's overvaluing. You're a three year starter for Nick Saban. You got something. I agree. Same thing with Kool Aid McKinstry. Three, he's a three year player for for Saban. So I I get that, but um, he has some inconsistencies in his game. He he'll make splash plays and then he will just disappear. He gets washed. He there's some problems there. Um, Edge is a weird class this year because again, from my big board, only look at the guys that have names colored in. First, if if, yeah. if they're white, if the if the you know if the, if the if it's red or if it's any color other than white, then it's you. I've done it a, a grade on the player. If it's not, they're sorted by college. That's why you'll see you see a guy from you know the Air Force. As my four spot. He's not the fourth best player in the draft. It's just I haven't looked at him yet. <laughs> um good two good two good tackles in Fashanu and Alt. Alt is just a lot of fun to watch. Um Kool-Aid is a good corner, but he's he's 180 pounds. At least that's what I got off the RAS um for Kentley uh, Kentley Platt, I believe he pronounced his name. Does the you know the relative athletic scores. And it has 180 on there. Okay. So he's undersized. Cooper DeGene, no, he's not a safety. People are saying he's 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 the white corner. Right. It, he, it's going to be a story. I'll go ahead and you know, people are saying, well, he should be a safety. No, he he can play press. He can play man. He can play zone. He is a really. I mean, he could play safety, sure, but he was also a return guy. Super athletic. I think he's six two. He's got a good build. Um, receivers. Obviously, there's MHJ. There's neighbors. Odunze. A lot of people are higher on Odunze than I am. 
And I think because Odunze's best trait is his vertical ability, and which is fine. And neighbors and see neighbors is the opposite. He's fine vertically, but he is a speed guy. Neighbors is I I said CD Land was his comp. Um, the one for MH Jack cannot remember. I think I said, um, who did I say? Justin Jefferson. No, no, I didn't say Justin Jefferson. I can just look it up right here. Um, for MHA, I said AJ Green, which I think is, mm-hmm. I mean, you know, MHA is just a really fun player. Lamb is neighbors, and then Odun's ass said Devontae Parker. And that's not like he's, you know, not because Parker's not the best receiver, but current day Devontae Parker. No, not current day Devontae <laughs> Parker, but he's, he's definitely a really, really good receiver. Um, I really like Jared Verse from Florida State. Mm-hmm. He he is a lot of fun. Um, this this edge class, I don't like Turner in the top. Okay, I say top of the second, but I even put I will not protest if he if he sneaks into the back end of the first round, like picks twenty two to thirty two. Like it's it, it's not a problem. He's a good player, but I don't think he's like an impact difference maker every single play. Whereas Verse had a little bit more of that explosiveness and Latu. Latu is fun. You know why Latu is fun? Because he had a neck injury a couple years ago. Had to medically retire from football. Done. And then he came back the last two years and at UCLA and he, looked, he looked really, really good. Yeah. He's awful in the run game. He <laughs> was so bad. There was a lot of pleasure on him. Well, Daniel Hunter is a good comp then. But I said Daniel Hunter. His pass rushing is off the charts. Oh, yeah. he, it's better than Turner. It's better than Verse. It's probably going to be the best pure pass rushing ability from any edge in the class. Um, but there's just a lot of problems with him in the run game. Um, just he plays way too. Verse didn't have this problem, but Turner and Lawsuit both had the same problem. They play too dang high yeah. in the run game, and so linemen get leverage, and that's not good. But that's pretty much that's pretty much it for um, what I've done so far. I've said I've done some of the quarterbacks. Um, see, Bo Nix is way down here. I think at like seventy four. Third round, McCarthy, I have him at 62 in the second round. Turner in the second round. And then everybody else I have I've done so far is first round pick. Mm-hmm. So, so far it's been a pretty good looking class as we dig deeper into the class. But um, Chase, I don't think there's much else in football. No. Unless you can think of anything. No, I'm sure we'll do a mock here soon. Yeah, probably after the combine, maybe a week after, we'll probably do another mock. Another mock as we close in into April and then probably unmock the day before the draft. Yep. Um, yeah, there's just not much else happening else in sports. I don't say it's kind of a dead period, but it's kind of a dead period for at least for me personally because basketball, I like basketball, but baseball and football are my two favorite sports. And right now it's spring training and not even the good part of the offseason yet. Yeah. So it's just kind of sitting and waiting for those two sports. And then there's but, basketball. Yeah, there's watch, the, watch the Mavs, watch the Stars. Yeah, that's, that's what we got right now. But, yeah, there's not much else. So, ladies and gentlemen, thank you all for listening. We will talk to you next week. See you next week. Yep.